Hello and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Welcome to the new series on Moments with Moni called The Covenant Story. I'd like to give you a bit of a background on this. I guess it was almost 50 years ago that I was bused to a church on Sundays while my mom went to visit my dad in the hospital. This gave my mom time to visit with dad and bring him home and get him comfortable to visit with the entire family and have an early Sunday dinner before mom and my brothers and sisters drove dad back to the nursing home to visit him almost every other day after school. This routine lasted, I guess, about a year until Dad died. I cried and cried and clung to my new friend Jesus that I met during vacation Bible school. My Sunday school teacher gave me a book at that time. It was a little white Bible and told me to read it. Mom thought I was taking this whole saved thing a bit too far and and she didn't think I needed to be reading the Bible. I found some uninterrupted time to read under the covers at night with a flashlight. I didn't remember any other instructions on reading the book, so I did what I usually did with books. I flipped to the end to see if it was a happy ending. So I read the last portion of the book. It was called Revelation. Guess what? (laughs) As a child, that book was ever so scary. It was an epic tale of testimonial proportions with peoples in far-off lands, trumpets, golden candlesticks, and swords. It intrigued me beyond measure, but I think reading Revelation at the age of 10, knowing that this was a true tale of things to come, it created a heart within me that never wanted to watch scary movies. I had seen the worst of things to come and wanted no part of it, even in pretend movies. I had lots of questions after finishing the book. But Dad was gone, and Mom was busy raising a large brood all on her own, so she was happy to keep sending us to church on the bus, and I was happy to keep hearing these Bible stories explained. I heard tales of the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and Jesus. As I grew, most of the churches I attended in my youth would tell the same stories of these Bible characters. After I married my husband and I read the Bible from beginning to end, I saw that there were many more stories of other people in the Bible that helped us to learn God's heart. We had two sons, and I became involved in serving in the children's ministry as they grew. I taught our two sons, as well as others in Sunday school, about the famous stories of the Bible, about the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, Noah, Moses, David, and Jesus. As a family, we sat under verse-by-verse teaching, and these familiar stories were brought to life in years to come. I continued to share these famous Bible stories to the children at VBS and Sunday school and homeschool youth classes and even women's ministry. 
I would take groups of children through a walk through the Bible tour that the entire church would help set up each year to give children and parents from the community a visual storytelling of the events of the Bible, once again focusing on these main stories. Several years later, though, I was teaching a women's Bible study through a book that taught the covenants of the Bible. As I began to study to teach this class, I learned so much about the Bible. I had read it many times before, gone through it verse by verse, but it's like the DNA dots of the Bible were starting to connect in my mind. I jotted down a note at the beginning of my notebook to remember as I went through this book that sin impacted covenant relationship with the people that God created. So God is reinstituting relationship to reinstitute his kingdom. And that's what I see the covenant story, the DNA dots of the Bible connecting. I began to see that the covenants reveal who God is, what he has done, who we are, and how we are to live. The goal was to familiarize myself with scriptures regarding the covenants within the Bible. The word covenant occurred almost 300 times in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament in Greek, it showed up about 33 times. Contract. In general, it meant a binding agreement. Today, when we think of a contract, we think of like a business agreement, like purchasing a home. When you sign that entire stack of papers, that's a contract. It's not a covenant. The best example of a covenant in the Bible is between a husband and a wife that believe in Jesus as their savior because they have a covenant. They make a covenant between themselves and God. And it's not based on feelings. So feelings are not going to, or when feelings change at one point, it doesn't nullify the covenant of love between them. Another example would be, if you're old enough to remember, when we were kids, we would make a pact with the neighbor kid or a friend down the street, and it would be, we would become blood brothers or blood sisters. We would actually draw a little bit of blood on our wrist and mingle it. Yeah, well, when HIV came around, all the parents were encouraged to stop us from doing that. Or, I guess, even before that, a generation before, they'd spit in their own hand and shake on it. And that was enough. You had your word. It was a covenant. Well, God used his word and considered it a covenant. Because when he speaks, he sticks to his word. So we can consider his covenants promises to us, and he never breaks a promise. God made a promise to Abraham in the Bible. He swore... God swore by himself because there was no one greater to swear by. So he said, surely, blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. It was a promise to Abraham. And in these trying times, we can find peace and hope. When we put our trust in God's covenants, we will be safe with our hope on him for time and eternity forever 
when we place our hope in the covenants, those covenant promises of God. I was pleasantly surprised when I saw that these covenants all lined up with all those Sunday school lessons and the character, the Bible characters that I met when I was young. We have the Edenic, Adamic, Noahic, Abrahamic, Mosaic, Davidic, and Messianic covenants. An interesting coincidence? I think not. God planned this from the beginning because he knew, because of his foreknowledge, he can see ahead. He's outside of time. No, it would be so easy to toss around terms like eternity past and eternity future and predestination, foreknowledge, free will, God's sovereignty, man's sovereignty. Oh, there's so much to explain. But the most important part about these covenants is to know that God created them to reconcile us back to himself. I just find it strange that for over 50 years, I've heard all these big words and people trying to explain them to me, but I've never, ever heard about the covenants of the Bible. Not like this, not explained like this to help me understand that God had a plan from the beginning and it's all tied up together in a big red bow. I hope you get to come back and listen to the next episode as I dig into these covenants and try to explain them. I really wish when I was young, someone would have explained all this to me. And I am completely baffled why when I got older, nobody told me about it. And I take full responsibility now for not knowing that when I was teaching Sunday school or in women's ministry or in any other capacity. These things are important. If you've enjoyed listening to Moments with Moni, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and download to listen at your own convenience. You can reach me at momentswithmoni, the number one, at gmail.com, or you can leave me a Google voice message at 1-703-951-3077. You can leave a voice message there and I may use it on an upcoming episode. Or join us over on the Facebook community page. It's private and we can continue the conversation there. Thanks for listening.